0: Welcome to Shanghai Comedy Corner special Chicago. This is part one of the panel discussion that took place on August 9th, 2016 at the I.O. Theatre in Chicago in the Del Close Theatre. Who was Del Close? Well, five people who knew him well Trying to answer questions from the audience by recounting stories of the mysterious guru who coached many of the best-known comedians of the late 20th century before passing away in 1999 and was considered a premier influence on modern improvisational theatre. Del Close co-authored Truth in Comedy with Sharna Halpern and Kim Johnson and created The Herald, a common framework for longer improvisational scenes. The panel discussion included five giants of improv, Sharna Halper, co-founder of the IO Theatre and partner of Del Close, Kim Howard Johnson, student and friend of Del Close and author of The Funniest One in the Room, The Lives and Legends of Del Close, Caesar Jamie, student of Del Close and performer at the IO Theatre for over 15 years, Noah Gregoropoulos teacher at the I.O. for over 20 years and who took over the performance level workshops when Del Close passed away, and David Basquese, student of Del Close and member of the first Harold team, Barons Barracudas. The first question deals with Del's opening monologues at the beginning of every class. We also talk about Dell's love of books and his relation with Lenny Bruce. Let's listen to the first question. Sharna Halpern hosts the whole panel.
1: Welcome, everyone. So, I thought it would really be great for you, because I know most of you were intensive students, some of your other students, um, to know a little bit about Bell, our fearless leader. By the way, that's his um, altar over there. His answers are actually up in there uh, in that book. And uh, that's where he wanted to be. He wanted to be the Bell Close Theater, where he could affect the world. Um, so um, I've assembled some of the people who've worked with for a long time, so that you could hear from the horse's mouth. I've seen other documentaries where people thought they didn't know him and said stupid the things because they didn't know him. So I thought you could hear. It. And then we'll talk a little bit. you can ask questions. We'll make it very informal. Um, so let me introduce. First of all, you see him with T.J. Day, Dave. pass <laughs> crazy. of uh, edited my book Kim Howard Johnson And one of the oldest, longest teachers, performers who've been with Del for a very, very long time, and he's a master teacher here, Noah Rock. And uh, so, yeah, we could talk. We could take questions. We even take questions first, maybe just to get us inspired.
0: If you'd like.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why don't we do that? Just to get. Us.
2: Come Who has on. a question? Let's does anyone prepared. have a question about Did anyone Dell? come prepared with questions? Because I know okay. a lot of people. Ah, somebody they just,
1: does. Like, they didn't, they, anything you've heard is true. I will, I will just tell you that. Go ahead. Did the classes
3: really start with two hours of Dell talking about whatever he read? No. Not two hours,
2: no. No, not One two hours. Hour, an hour, hour and a half tops. Hour. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say maybe,
1: but you have to understand, it wasn't just Dell babbling. Dell was usually getting ready to explain to you why you were going to do what you were going to do that day. So he, he may have said, well, today I read Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain by homeschooling <laughs> Betty, and Betty then Edmonds. Betty Right, and then yep. he would talk about that for a while, and then he would say, so, you know, I just and he would explain the book. He would explain the different sides of the brain and what their functions are, and then he would say, so I, I think today we will bore the left side of the brain by chanting and seeing what creativity we can create to the right side of the brain by boring the left side of the brain. So we would do this incredible, weird, ritualistic thing in the dark with candles. And that was, so his excellent, his, his beginning talk usually was based on something that inspired him to do whatever he was going to do that day. So if you were smart you paid attention to what he was saying, he wasn't just babbling and talking about the weather.
0: This is now the voice of David Pasquese. Right. I, that is true, and also other things are true. Um, that uh, that he, would, he would
3: talk for a very long time. Uh, sometimes I, you didn't know why. Uh, and then he'd say, you know, he'd talk for like a half hour or something about something that was interesting in and of itself, And I often had no idea what that had to do with... Okay, now two people get up and... uh, (laughs)
2: and
3: But later on, like a few days later, you'd see, oh, okay, he left out a lot of steps that got from what he was interested in to what we were doing. And then a few days later, you're able to
0: figure it out. This is now the voice of Kim Howard Johnson.
2: What he used to do is he uh, he, he would take something from his day or more often than not take something from what he was reading. And he would start, he'd be fascinated by it, and he would get up in class and he would start talking about, you know, Theodore Sturgeon's More Than Human talks about the group mind, and this and this and this, and I was just reading this, and I think one of the things he was doing that whole time he was talking was trying to clarify it in in his own mind as to what he wanted us to try to do. Mm -hmm. We were like lab rats for him back then. You know, we were guinea pigs. He was—he used us to try to figure things out, see if something would work, and sometimes it did, and sometimes it didn't.
3: A, a lot of times it didn't, right? And and because also we, there was nothing to point to and say, we want it to look like that. There, we were—it was stumbling along trying to figure it out.
1: And even with the Herald, it was like that because this is Dave and Howard. They were in the first generation Herald team. They were the. Um various varicultas, and so they had nothing, like you guys could look at a herald and go, oh, I see, okay, yeah, we could do something like that. They had nobody to look at. They were like, what the fuck are we doing? And their heralds would go on for 45 minutes to an hour, you know. And All like, of it excellent. All of it excellent. <laughs> right from the start. So, yeah.
0: This is now the voice of Noah Gregoropoulos. I also, uh, to feed off of that, I also thought part of the, his, his talks, if you will, is Dell
2: was uniquely, like, what what drew me to to Dell's perspective was that he was interested in everything and he saw it all as connected in the same way he viewed the parts of a herald. And and so there was nothing irrelevant. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, even though he didn't tell you why are we talking about the theory that the brain works more like a gland than an organ. uh, But he had some connection there. He just gave us credit for, you know, drawing our own sort of, connections between the stuff we were talking about. And I thought that was uh, that was what was fascinating about his class. I
3: and I yeah, absolutely. And like I say, it would take me a couple days. Maybe other people got to like, oh okay, I get it. And like he, he interested in everything, like you say. And this was he never stopped reading. And just so you know, for him to read is not like what it's like for most of us to read. He had terrible eyesight, and he had to hold books like up to his face, like this, to read, and uh, never, never stop. He was never. a voracious
1: reader, and I mean, he knew you could mention any author or any subject, and he knew about it. He had read it, and his house was like a, a library. In fact, that's what was fun about visiting him, because if you did ask, like, why did we do that today, or what do we, what are you talking about, he would say, well, here's a book that I read that you should read to understand but before you read that you have to read this and then you got to read this first and then you'd walk out of his house with like 17 books you know it would just be so much fun but um that's what there
0: used to be things called books yeah right we should probably back up just a little yeah you're right this is now the voice of caesar jamie it's funny to hear that that's the way he always was because when i got to him
2: he had started teaching again and I guess uh, you know, my generation saw that as the guy's just babbling, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but then like the first few times we would wait and listen at, at the end of the class, you'd be like, Holy fuck, did you see what he just did? He was telling you up front what he was gonna do without letting you know what he was gonna do. And after that, every one of us would, would pay attention to the very end. I mean, one day he came in talking about the cartoons Animaniacs and we were like, He's going crazy. And, uh, and it turned out to be a, a major uh, focal point of one of the forms that we created with him. And it was like, that was really cool to see him. Like, he never lost it. To the very end, he never lost that. See, one of the stories Del used to tell a lot was he was friends with Lenny Bruce back in the committee days. Just and thinking. he would talk about watching Lenny perform. And he would see Lenny get up there on stage, and he would Lenny would talk for 20 minutes without one single laugh. And then all of a sudden, boom, he let out a line that brought four or five disparate trains of thought together in this huge explosion of laughter. That's what Dell was trying to do in his classes, too. That's what Dell was capable of doing. And he and did that
1: in shows. Sometimes he would come see the shows, and he would talk about something that happened in the news, and he would say something very dark and crazy, um, and then get the show started. But yeah,
2: I always things. wish we had taped. Dell used to do the intros for our shows back at the very beginning. When there we are some. It.
1: There are some. I've seen some stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wish enough. I wish we had them mo- all. That w- that's when Dell. I don't think Dell was performing much at all in, in any shows, any plays, right. or anything at at certain periods there. So that was how Dell kind of got his performing itch scratched. Was by whatever stand up bits he worked out for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were there, and then they were gone. It was <laughs> he used to say, just it was like improv. it Was like fireworks. You know, bam. You know, they're only lasting for a second or two, and then they're forgotten. But You know, that after image, man.